The story is told of three friends, Peter Porcupine, Tommy Tortoise, and Sammy Skunk. Three vastly different creatures. In fact, they forged a friendship together because they weren't the most popular of the three animals in the animal kingdom, but they got along just fine together. And one day, they had a little conversation, and they were wondering why they were the way they were, why God made them the way they were. And Peter Porcupine wondered, why do I have these sharp quills? And the other two says, you're right, they can really hurt somebody. Tommy Tortoise then chimed in, why do I have to have this heavy shell? Everywhere I go, I have this heavy shell. It's heavy to carry, and it slows me down. They said, and the other two said, yeah, you are a little bit heavy and slow. <laughs> Finally, Sammy the Skunk spoke up and said, yeah, but why do I have to have this foul odor? Why do I have to spray this foul odor? And the other two says, yeah, it stinks. It's bad. It's bad. But as they thought about it, and as they conversed about it, they realized that each one of them were unique. God had given them something that was very special. To the porcupine, those quills protect him against predators. To the tortoise, the same thing. When, so when something tries to come, they, they withdraw into their shell. And even the skunk is protected by that spray. And you see, every creature that God has created is a unique creature. And the same is true of us. We are unique. Each person is unique. And the title of our message is, today is, We Are Unique. I love the word unique because it's unique. And the definition of it is, being the only one being without like or equal, distinctly characteristic, able to be distinguished from all others of its type or class. Yes, God has created us uniquely. When God created you, he threw away the mold. God is not a cookie-cutter God that makes us all the same. Wouldn't that be a boring world if we were all the same? But he made male and female. He made tall people and short people. He made athletes and non-athletes. People that are created in the image of God. We are so blessed. And David really sensed that in his life, that God had created him as a unique person. And he mentions this in Psalm 139 and verses 13 to 16. What really got me thinking about this was I was listening to family radio and I'd been reacquainted with it. I really like it. And they had a, a question and answer period and one man asked, is there anything in the Bible that shows that we are unique? Now the preacher, and he was rightly answering this question, it never mentions anything about being unique but the principle is there over and over again how God has made us just the way he wants us to be. And let's read together this morning from Psalm 119, verses 13 
through 16. Here David is writing, You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And then finally, verse 16, Your eyes saw my substance yet unformed, and in your book they were written. The days were all fashioned for me when they are as yet were none of them. May God bless the reading of his word. It shouldn't surprise us that we're unique because God himself is unique. And he created each one of us this way. It's really funny, though, when I went to the DMV the other day, and I don't like to go there because the lines are so long and you have to wait and wait and wait, especially if you don't have an appointment, and I didn't, but I had to take care of this matter, so I went down to Pleasanton. And I was sitting there and watching all the people, and, and there were some clerks there in the front. And it's really amazing because I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off this one clerk. Because why? Because he looked exactly, exactly like Sung. I mean, he was a dead ringer for Sung, and I thought, wow. I said, I'd never seen anything like it. Now, he, the only thing, he didn't have glasses like Sung, but everything else was the same. Same hairstyle, same, same face, same body type. Everything was identical, and I couldn't believe it, and I was so amazed, and I told Sung about it later. But you know, even though there might be somebody that looks like you, they're not going to be the same as you, because every one of us has a different DNA, Every one of us has a different personality. Every one of us has, a, has different experiences that we go through in life. And so, as the French say, viva la différence. <laughs> and it's good to have that variety. Well, the three things that we're going to look at briefly this morning is, number one, he forms us. Number two, he fashions us. And number three, he favors us. As I mentioned already this morning, God has created us in his own image. And if that can't get you excited, I don't know what will. Can you imagine being created in the image of God? That's how special you are. That's how special I am. And it says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, these familiar words. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. What a wonderful truth to be created in the image of God. But one thing that spoiled that image was sin. When sin entered into the world, it brought death 
It brought darkness. It brought pain. It brought all the things that are associated with sin. And yet God had the plan of salvation ready to put into action where Jesus would come and into this world and die on the cross for your sins and mine so that we can have eternal life. One of my favorite quotes is, sin deforms, God transforms. And if you've been saved this morning, you've been transformed. You've been made into a new creature in Christ. And it's available to each and every person who comes to Jesus in simple faith, confesses his or her sin, and asks Jesus to come in and forgive their sins. It is a blessing. I love the hymn that says, Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Yes, he saved us. And God is not only spoken of in Scripture as the creator, but he's spoken of as the maker. And I love that because it's spelled maker with a capital M. He's the maker. And it says in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 12, the rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. God made every single person. He loves every single person. He wants every single person to be saved. And so he works in the lives of people to bring them to Christ. It's so amazing that he even counts the number of hairs on our head. He collects our tears in his bottle. He knows us intimately, backwards and forwards, inside and out. And still, with all of that, he loves us. That's the hard thing. To ask ourselves, why would God love me? With all the bad things that I've done, and all the things that I've said, and all the wrong things, he loves us, and he wants to save us and give us a new life that will one day take us to heaven. You know, when God made us, he gave each one of us a different skin color, and we see it represented in the audience today. He gives us different hair color. Mine used to be dark brown, and I have pictures. I have pictures of it, but those days are long gone. They're gray now, but that's okay. <clears throat> and he gives a, and we have different sizes and different shapes. We have different intelligence. God has given us intelligence, skills, and talents, and abilities that are unique to you and to me. And he knew that long before he even created us. Even before we were in the womb, he knew what the plan was going to be for you and me. And that's exciting to me. And he made each one of us individually different for a reason. And we should never be those who question God. Why did you do this, Lord? Why did you allow this to happen? Why do I, am I this way? Uh, when I was growing up, I used to always say, why are my ears sticking out a little bit uh, more than, than anybody else's? Sometimes people have noses. You know, there are certain unique noses. They, or whatever it is, God made you special. God made you perfect. 
don't change anything. So many times in the world we spend money on trying to change our outward appearance. And, and God made it perfect this first time. And we don't need to try to change it. Secondly, not only does God form us, create us, make us, and give us the life that he wants us to have, but he fashions us into the way he wants us to be. He has an individual plan for each and every one of us. My plan is different than your plan, and your plan is different from mine, because God has tailored it. He's made it just special for us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our frailties. He knows, he knows everything about us. And like I said, he still loves us and cares for us. David wrote in the 16th verse of this Psalm 119, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and your book, and they were all written, the days fashioned for me when they were as yet none of them. God has a book. And he writes it in the book, and he brings it to pass. We think we're leading our lives. We think we're directing our lives, taking this job, moving into this house, driving this particular car. It's all been directed by God. He allows it. He, he directs it so that we will be in his will and do what he wants us to do. It's really encouraging. And these days were fashioned for us long, long ago. It should make us thankful and trust him for everything. Yes, our story was written long ago, but we will see it come to fruition in these days ahead. And that story is the same for every one of us as believers. We're going to end up in glory whether the Lord comes at the rapture first or we go by the way of death, either way, we're going to be immediately in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. But I really like the fact that the Lord considers us special. We are his special kids. And just like in a family of, let's say, five kids, the parents love each and every one of those kids. They're all different. They're all unique. Some of the kids, they, 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 they never misbehave. I mean, they are like goody two-shoes, they used to call us at school. Others, mm, they get in a little bit of a trouble once in a while. But each child is different, and, and the parents love each one of those children. And so God loves each one of us just the way we are. And he's like the potter. He forms and fashions us in his will. And nothing happens to us by accident. Nothing happens by chance. God has a purpose for it. He knows. He cares. And he is going to bring about his perfect will for us. We should celebrate our uniqueness. We really should. We should be thankful for it and not try to be like somebody else. There's so many people in the world today that want to be like somebody else. But I've come to, 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 to know in my 66 years that that's counterproductive because I don't want to be like anybody else, not that anybody else isn't better than me even, but it's because God has my life for me and it fits me and it fits you and it's perfect and that's what 
God wants us to do. He wants us to accept it, be content and thankful, and live every day according to his plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of our favorite verses. Well, today I'm going to read it from a different version, the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Version. It says this, For I know the plans I have, and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This verse has encouraged more Christians, I think, than many other verses because it's so encouraging that God knows the plans and thoughts he has for us and he's going to bring it to pass and it's going to be a blessing. And the key to our lives is we want to be a blessing to others. And we want to use the unique gifts and talents that he has given us to do just that. Yes, God's plan is always the best. I love what it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 because it really gives us a great promise here. It says, for we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Isn't that amazing? He works all things together for good. Another version says, and we know that God works all things together for good. And sometimes we, we have a, a bad experience, something happens, it's difficult, and we say, Lord, why did this happen? Why did this have to happen to me? But God has a plan. And he's going to use it, and he's going to turn it into the good. We had a devotion by Mike at one of our Friday groups that was on this, and we were talking about how God can turn things to the good, and he has a, something good in it, and it is a blessing. Someone once said, the Bible reveals a beautiful plan for our lives. We can know with all certainty Many aspects of God's plan because they are revealed in his word. Other parts we discover as we walk in an ever-deepening fellowship with him. Some pieces of the puzzle will only be revealed to us in eternity when we see Jesus face to face. One day we're going to understand the plan fully and completely when we get to heaven. Oh, that's why you didn't have me get that job. Oh, that's why I didn't buy that house. Oh, that's why I didn't get that promotion. Oh, that's why this. Oh, why the... Then we'll understand it all. Right now, though, we don't always understand the plan. But keep in mind, when we're in God's will and we're doing his plan, he will work it out to the best result. This man concluded that there are seven things that are God's plan according to his word. Salvation, fellowship, obedience, holiness, discipleship, good works, and progress. He said these were seven words. I said those are seven pretty good things that are part of God's plan, that if we do all of those things, we'll be on, in his plan. But he still has a specific plan for us where we're going to work, where we're going to live, what we're going to do, what ministries we're going to have. So first of all, we saw God forms us. He made us. He created us. Secondly, he, he fashions us. He, he prepares our life for us and leads us according to that will. And third, he favors us. 
Yes, we are God's favored people. And there are a number of people in Scripture where it talks about they were favored by God. And I'm not going to read all the verses or we'll be here a long time. But I'm just going to mention some of the people that were favored by God. And you can think about it, go home and read about it later. Abraham was favored by God. Jacob was favored by God. Joseph was favored by God. Gideon was favored by God. And he said, who, me, a mighty warrior? Yes, he's, you're favored by God. Mary, the mother of Jesus, found favor, and she found favor with God. Job, with all his trials and things he went through, found favor with God. And in the end, his end was better than his beginning. I love what it says in Job chapter 10 and verse 12. You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. This was written in the 10th chapter, right in the middle of his trials. He could say these words, you have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. He was in pain. He was hurting. He was going through some severe trials, and yet he still knew the Lord's favor, and he appreciated it in his life. And you know, the Lord leads us and guides us one day at a time. Abraham Lincoln said, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. And that's a beautiful quote, and it's so true. And some of us go to school, some of us go to work, and some of us are retired and still work. But it's a blessing because God has a plan. And he's not going to deviate from that plan. As I mentioned, I've been listening to family radio. And there's a song. And every time it comes on, I tell you, I get goosebumps. Uh, it's sung by a man named Josh Groban. And the title of this song is You Raise Me Up. The tune with the words, it melts me every time. I'm out in the car and I'm getting teared-eyed because I'm thinking of these words. And here's what it says, and it's a message for every one of us. When I am down, and oh, my soul so weary, when troubles come, and my heart burdened be, then I am still, and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me up to stand, on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. God wants to raise us up to be more than we ever thought we could be, and he will. God wants us to be who we are, trusting him and thanking him. So let's remember today that God created you and I in his image, just the way he wanted you to be. The way to look, the way your personality is, everything. It's perfect for you, it's perfect for me. And we're so thankful. He knew us even before we were in the womb. That's amazing. And he loved us. And he formed us and he fashioned our lives according to his master plan. My plan Mm -mm, no. 
We can make plans sometimes, but God overrules and directs us in a different way because it's his will. And when that happens, we should really thank him that he put us on that course. And God favors us and he takes care of us, whether we're on the mountaintop or when we're in stormy seas. Yes, he raises us up. And as long as we're on his shoulders, we're strong. So let's remember our unique differences distinguish us. God loves us. He has a perfect plan for you and I. Someone once said this. I think I read it in a greeting card and I cut it out and I put it up. I have it on my computer at home and it says this. You are God's wonderful, unique creation. May he bless you and give you the desires of your heart. You know, if people would just read that, It'd end all depression. It'd end all uh, anxiety. It would put the pharmaceutical companies out of business for all their medications that they give people to handle all these things. If they realized that God created them, God loved them, God saved them, they would not need it. I tell you that. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank you for making us unique. Thank you for giving us the gifts and the talents and abilities that we have. You made us special, Lord. We're your jewels. We're your treasures. You, you take care of us, and we're so thankful. Help us to use every day of our lives to serve you until the time that you say, come up hither. And Lord, we want to be with you. We don't want to be in this world anymore. We're ready to go home at any time because that's our final home. That's where we're going to have our mansion. That's where we're going to live forever. That's when we're going to praise you and thank you all the days of eternity. And so, Lord, we pray you'll take us home with your blessing. Help us to be thankful and help us to rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.